Welcome to the Johnny and Friends Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Keating, here to talk about and answer real questions about disability. For the past five years, I've been working alongside a team of amazing people at Johnny and Friends, a ministry founded by Johnny Erickson Tata to provide help and hope to people impacted by disability. I help Johnny answer thousands of messages, letters, emails, phone calls, text messages, Facebook messages, even tweets about disability, chronic illness, and holding fast to the hope we have in Christ, even through life's greatest hardships. Each week on the Johnny and Friends Ministry Podcast, we'll discover together how to live out the clear call of Jesus to love those who are often marginalized, misunderstood, and excluded from the life of the church and community. We'll explore a biblical view of disability, discovering practical steps for loving everyone the way Christ does. We want to help you love and serve people with disabilities in your church and community. We want to help build a truly irresistible church. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today, Johnny Erickson Tata. Johnny is a 51-year veteran of living life in a wheelchair since becoming a quadriplegic in a diving accident at the age of 17. Johnny's an artist, an author, and an international advocate for people with disabilities. And Johnny is the founder of our ministry, Johnny and Friends. Today, we're talking about the insights she's gained from the past 40 years of ministry. We're also getting a personal update on her recent cancer rediagnosis. How is she keeping hope and courage in the midst of disability and cancer? And how is she using the second round of cancer to share the love of Jesus? Stay with us. Our interview begins right now on the Johnny and Friends Ministry Podcast. Johnny and Friends will be celebrating 40 years of ministry this year, and I'm so excited to interview our ministry founder and international disability advocate, Johnny Erickson Tata. Oh, my friend, it's so good to be with you. Anytime we get to talk is always a happy time for me. I love it, Crystal, and it's good to spend this time with you as well. Well, thank you. And you certainly do not need an introduction, but Johnny, would you please share your story and talk a little bit about how your life was prior to your accident? Well, I, I can't imagine that many uh, friends listening to us right now would not know my story. That's but, true. Um, as you well know, I took a really stupid dive. I don't often say this, but it was an inward pike dive off of a raft. Is that stupid or what? <laughs> anyway, I, I found out real fast that I could not pull out of it quickly enough, mm. and I hit bottom and snapped my head back, broke my neck. That was almost 52 years ago. I can't believe it. My life back then was on the go, active, and, and Crystal, in a very real way, even though I'm sitting down in a wheelchair, it's still on the go, active. Yes, you are. But I You're am, a busy lady. I am sitting down. I'm a quadriplegic, and so I, I go through life quickly, but... Um, in a way, it's kind of slow because I'm always, I'm always sitting down. I'm always paralyzed. I'm always mm. being still and knowing that God is Lord, mm. that the Lord our God is the one who's in charge. So, mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful, Crystal. I cannot believe when I just heard you say that we're celebrating 40 years of ministry here, at Johnny and Friends. It blows me away. It does. Where did that time go? My goodness. And why don't you talk about how Johnny and Friends actually started? Well. Um, Oh, let's see, in 25 words or less, I was on the Today Show back in <laughs> 1974. Uh, Billy Graham saw that 
interview, invited me on one of his crusades. A publisher heard my testimony. Would you please write a book? And so when this book came out, the Johnny book, in 1976, I began getting letters. I get letters, lots and lots of letters <laughs> from people like me, wheelchair users, people mm. with disabilities, special needs families, dealing with depression, wondering how they could get their church involved in their family's life. Mm. And I, I, I knew enough, Crystal, that I wanted to be a good steward of this influence, this new influence that God had given me. Amen. And so uh, I gathered around me some wise people who could assist me in answering these letters, uh, connecting me to good resources. I found some wonderful churches that were doing fantastic outreaches to special needs families. I began learning from them, applying a lot of those principles in my own church. And it grew from there. Johnny and Friends grew from a kitchen table on the farmhouse in Maryland uh, answering these letters to our International Disability Center here in Agora, California, where we do a lot more than just answer letters, right? That's true. And it's really amazing to see what God's done with your connection through the churches. And I think a lot of people have this perception that Johnny and Friends gives away wheelchairs, but really our heart is to equip churches to reach out to families affected by disability. And you've been doing that from the beginning. Well, you know, often when I talk to people who are hurting and suffering, who are facing life-changing uh, difficulties, I, I, I tell them, y y you shouldn't be alone. Mm -hmm. No one should suffer alone. Right. It's why God created spiritual community. God never intended that anyone suffer alone. And that's why there's the church. Absolutely. And relationship is so key and critical. Uh, when when you have a disability, you, you you just don't want to encounter a Christian who says to you, "Well, here I I know I know your problem. Uh, memorize this Bible verse. Uh, memorize this chapter. Uh, attend this Bible study. Uh, learn this principle. Swallow it. Ingest it. Believe it. it you'll feel better. It'll right. do you good. I mean, it's like slapping a pint of you know life giving blood on a counter and telling a person to adjust." You know, infuse it. Well, well, they can't do that by themselves. They need you to hook your spiritual veins up to them and infuse your life into them. You've got to become the gospel to that hurting person. And only the church can do that. Absolutely. And so when we talk about um, embracing families with special needs, we're not talking about a, a special uh, specialties department. We're not talking about right. a disability ministry um department all segregated and separated off to the side. Right. We're talking about these families becoming part of the family. Absolutely. They, they want to know that if they don't show up next Sunday for worship, they'll be missed. Mm -hmm. Somebody will miss them. They want to belong. So it goes far beyond mainstream, far, far beyond just inclusion to family, yes. to embracing, to belonging. That's, that's the kind of culture we want to create. Absolutely. And I think it's a powerful thought to think everyone who's been bought by Christ, who's been saved, who walks with the Lord, no matter their ability, has a spiritual gift. They are going to be able to serve in the church. And I think we can fuel the flame that encourages people. You're welcome here and not just welcome, but you have a job to do. You have someone to encourage. You have a life to bless. And so I think that's where churches can say, wow, how can we look at everyone, no matter their ability, no matter their stage in life? How can we 
lead them to the Lord, and then disciple them and help them grow. And someone really important did that to you early on, Steve Estes. And I just want to go back that those first few years of your accident, you you were despairing. And you, Steve Estes, came alongside of you as a friend. Can you talk a little bit about that well, and the power that that had in your life? Yeah, I, I had gotten to the point where I was no longer asking questions with a clenched fist. Like, why God? How could you do this? I'm so angry. I mean, I, I'd gotten beyond mm. that. Mm. And I was starting to ask questions with a searching heart. Mm. God, what's up? What's going on? What are you doing? Like, what's I, your purpose? What, what's your purpose? What's your plan? And the questions I were asking were a little bit beyond some of the uh, capabilities of a few of my friends. Mm -hmm. And so one of these friends introduced me to this young man, Steve Estes. He was only 17 at the time, but he had a, had a great working knowledge of the Bible, and he could handle tough questions. And the, the thing about Steve that I appreciate looking back, it's not that he was just a repository of great insight. No, he, he came to my house every Thursday night brought RC Coca-Cola and sandwiches or pizza, and, and he became a friend. He was with you. He was with me in my suffering. He was compassion embodied. Mm -hmm. um, come means with, passion means suffering. He was with me in my suffering, and that, that meant all the world. So after 40 years of ministry, here you are in your wheelchair almost 52 years, and we've just rebranded with a new logo. Can you explain a little bit about what the new logo means to you and the direction that the ministry's heading at this point? Well, it's the future, Crystal. It's the future. You know, when, when, um, when I helped build Johnny and Friends over these last 40 years, I never wanted this ministry to be Johnny-centric, mm. dependent on my persona. Crystal, you wouldn't believe, when I go to a family retreat, a Johnny and Friends family retreat now, it's so much fun when I'm entering the dining hall and there's a gaggle of girl volunteers you know, <laughs> busting through the dining room doors coming out and they're passing me and, and I hear one of them say, who's that? Oh, my goodness. No way. <laughs> and, and then somebody else will say, oh, that's that's um, Joni. Uh, I, I think she has something Joni. to do with helping this retreat get started, <laughs> but I'm not sure. And I love that. I mean, I just love it that, well, a lot of these young people don't know who I am, mm -hmm. which means that's the success mm. of a family retreat mm. or even a Wheels for the World outreach or the success of a Cause for Life internship program does not depend on my presence. Mm. It doesn't depend on my persona. So... I'm excited that this new logo um, isn't so Johnny-centric, you know, the, the Johnny and Friends sure. logo that we've been using for many, many years, the right. big sweeping dark J and the <laughs> O-N-I, and it's, it's, it's kind of big, and it's kind of out there and in your face. Well, now it's a bit more subdued and uh, lowercase, and it's uh, all the same font size as the word friends. And I like that because it really is about the friends. It is the friends of this right. ministry that make up the backbone of our work, that make up the success of our work. Absolutely. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about this new logo. It's 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 modern. It's contemporary. Mm -hmm. It'll speak to a new generation. Mm -hmm. I think it is uh, very versatile on various um, devices that that um, Johnny and Friends Good communicates point. its message through. And I love that the logo includes this this icon, this wonderful little icon, where it shows uh, friends in a circle, supporting one another, upholding Bibles, sharing the gospel with the world. 
And Crystal, even the tag on all of our new videos includes a cross within the logo. I think that's so cool because we want everybody to know that Christ and His cross is the center of what we do. Yes, it is. And that's really your heart. And, you know, we've had a really interesting year. We, When I think back to November, just two months ago, we were—you and I were in the parking lot. We were smelling the smoke from the fire that just had come. You had been evacuated, and you said to me, Crystal, I have cancer again. And, Johnny, I was really heart-sick. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I didn't have the faith you did. Can you talk a little bit about how you're really doing when it comes to your diagnosis? I mean, you have a faith that blows my mind. <laughs> well, God is a big-picture God, and the Bible is, is a big picture. And I have learned through the many years of paralysis in this wheelchair— not to get focused on the minutiae of our days and not to become all caved in and ghettoized about our, our life situations and, and become small and suffocated about them. No, when I hear the word, up, oh, Johnny, you've got cancer, I'm looking at the big picture. Mm. I'm thinking, what does this mean overall? How is God going to use this? And I've drawn a lot of inspiration, Crystal, from Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Uh, you know that story. Yes. Joseph uh, is uh, meeting his wicked brothers, and, and he's telling them, the ones who had sold him into slavery, and he says to them, you, you may have intended it for evil, but God intended it for good. Now get this. God intended it for good for the saving of many lives. Yes. We often forget about that second part of the verse. Right. But God intends things for, quote, the saving of many lives. So, Crystal, my husband, Ken, and I, we are sharing Johnny gospel tracts in the waiting rooms of hospitals and doctor's offices. We are sharing gospel stories with uh, all the x-ray technicians and the, and the officials, the secretaries, the nurses, with the doctors. We are praying for these people name by name. My husband and I want to use this cancer as an opportunity for God to use it for the good, my good, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. My husband's, by all means. Mm -hmm. But for the good of others who yet do not know Jesus. Amen. We want to we see this cancer be used to the Lord, quote, for the saving of many lives. Absolutely. That would be so exciting. That, that's what keeps the big picture big. When you look beyond your own circumstances and you, you stop being so me-focused about mm. what Romans 8.28 might mean to you. Right. You know, my faith, my growth, my maturity— you know, my my uh, knowledge, let's go beyond just that and see how God might be working things to good for others. Absolutely. And their salvation. That, that's kind of a fun, big-picture way to look at anything, cancer or whatever. Right. How can this impact the kingdom of God? So, we get a lot of letters from people writing in saying, I do have cancer, I do have a chronic condition, and I don't have that kind of faith. How would you encourage them to grow in the big picture kind of faith. Well, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. You know, you just have to get into the Bible. But, um, Crystal, you know as well as I do that we have received a few emails from people who question that because the Bible, uh, as far as they're concerned, the Bible seems to say that, that God only does us good right. and no harm. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 41 uh, friends uh, listening can look that one up, or Psalm 84, verse 11, no good thing will God withhold from those who walk uprightly. And then there's Jeremiah 29, 11, where 
We all know that when where the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, but to help you, to give you hope and a future. And from those verses alone, it appears that God uh, just wants to do good things for us. And cancer's not good. Quadriplegia's not, right. not good in None our minds. good. And I can understand that. Yes, painful things do make up what I call the dark driving rain of God's sovereignty. But mm. Crystal, for me, the, the and for any of us, I think the sunshine of God's sovereignty is is the depth of faith, the, the mm. scarred and seasoned wisdom that comes from it all, the, the validating of your testimony, the, the peace that becomes so profound and how your soul becomes so rock-solid, settled in the iron-fisted trust that comes from walking through that valley of the shadow of death. Crystal, this is the good. This is the good that God is talking about mm. in those Bible verses. For God knows that with His grace, hard, awful things ultimately produce good in one's soul and produce the opportunity for others to come to a saving knowledge of His Son. God is always interested in the well-being of the soul more than He is of the body. Mm. And so God will allow harm to come to our bodies, but never to our souls. He mm. always wants our souls to become stretched more courageous, mm. more brave and noble to face the future, more trusting of Him. And it's going to mean going through a lot of hardship mm. to get to that place. Mm. So that, that's, that's what I think of when I think of the good God has in mind. What an encouragement to people listening today who are going through difficult situations and questioning the goodness of God. Isn't that what Satan would want, that we look at him and say, this isn't good, and we twist his word, but what a clear message from you. And I just love that, and I think that's so important. And, you know, even you mentioned your husband, Ken, and you guys going through this together, even saying, this is our cancer, our adventure. Can you talk a little bit about... Your relationship with Ken, how you've grown together, I know many people going through hard situations, it impacts their family. It impacts their relationships. Oh, absolutely. I remember when Ken and I went through cancer, our first battle, uh, stage three breast cancer uh, in 2010, we, we called it our cancer, and it was our cancer. He was my champion. My husband was my best advocate. Uh, he will be the first one to tell anybody who gets a diagnosis of cancer He'll be the first one to say, make certain you have an advocate. Mm. Make certain it's your friend, your sister, somebody who with a notepad and pencil will go into that doctor's office with you, take notes, listen carefully. You might miss some important information. You know, That's a, so practical. Oh, absolutely. And so, Krista, you know, when you hear something that's funny, I was talking to somebody just last week about my cancer, and, and Ken's within earshot, and I'm talking about my cancer and this and that, and he, later on he pulls me aside and whispers to me, Johnny, you called it my cancer. Don't you think we should call it our cancer? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's so, so like intimately involved in your yeah, care. Yeah, he really is. And, you know, that's what, that is what endears me to him. Mm. You know, he wants to call it our cancer. And actually, Crystal, there will be many people, uh, people who have said to me, it's not yours. It's not even his. It's not ours. Don't call it your cancer or our cancer. It's a cancer. You don't want to have anything to do with that. Hmm. But Crystal, my husband and I want to own this. You know what I mean? We, 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 we want to take responsibility, and we want to grab this bull by the horn, this thing right. called cancer, and we're going to wrestle it with the grace of God Amen. down to the ground. We're going to follow doctor's orders. We're going to show up early for all of our radiation appointments. I'm going to take my medication. I'm going to go in for the 
monthly infusions. I mean, we're, we're going to own this. We're going to make this ours. This is our cancer. It's our battle with God leading the way. Absolutely. And so um, we don't look at suffering as something at an arm's length distance mm-hmm. not to be touched, mm-hmm. you know, something that is sullied and dirtied and stained that you don't want to have anything to do with it. No, mm-hmm. we want to own it. We want to get our hands dirty. We want to see what lessons can be learned out of it. What can we dig out of this awful, difficult disease that will benefit our souls? Well, and I think that's why people really listen and love you because you're so honest and open about all that you've gone through. And especially now, you embrace it as, okay, this is what we're doing. This is We're going through this with the Lord and with the support of our church. How has the church come around you through this second bout of cancer? Well, it, the church has been amazing. I mean, I've got some girlfriends from my church that, that they've rearranged their schedules to uh, help uh, go to um, my radiation appointments every day. Uh, just to it's assist a lot. Me. It is a lot. When you think that you have to lift me, my 140-pound body, onto an X-ray table and you know get my arms up and undress me, and that's a lot for one person like my husband mm-hmm. to do. So. A couple of my girlfriends from church have uh, have volunteered to practice a little Christianity with its sleeves rolled up and, and get me on that radiation table. Others, um, I've got a friend coming in from Chicago to stay with me for a week just to give Ken a break, you know, mm-hmm. cook meals and turn me at night, retuck mm-hmm. my pillows at night uh, mm-hmm. so that Ken doesn't have to get up. Mm-hmm. This is the way the church has really, really, really shown the love of Christ where the rubber meets the road of my life. Stepping up and stepping in. Absolutely, stepping up and stepping in. And I I think it has benefited them. How so? Yeah, they're they're not, I'm just not the beneficiary of their service. Right. They are are gaining a huge blessing. Um, Their souls are getting enriched by all of this. Their their eternal reward is is being accrued Mm. and increased. And and I love that that it's that when people show compassion toward each other in the midst of a hardship in the midst of a difficult disability, everybody wins. It's a win 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 situation. That is so God. It's it's he so never minces one hardship. Nope, nope, he doesn't. It, it, I win in that I'm benefited. They win in that they're blessed. God wins and that he gets glory out of it all. And it's so cool to to believe in the big picture to keep striving for that big picture view of life. Absolutely. And not, and not be afraid of it. You know, it was um, Anis Nin who once said that life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Mm. Don't you love that? It shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. And courage is only going to happen when you face a fear. Yes. A big fear. And they're all around us. They're, they're all, all in us. Absolutely. We have to have the strength of God and the courage of God, just as you and Ken are going through this. Yep. Um, the Bible calls uh, our great God the God of all encouragement. He calls himself that, the God of all encouragement. And what does that mean? He is the God who gives courage. That's what encouragement means. He infuses courage into our hearts. So um, when I think of the encouragement that I get from from the Lord, when I think of the encouragement I get from my Christian friends, from my husband, mm-hmm. what, I, what, I, what I'm experiencing is is courage. They are giving me courage, and that expands my life. It doesn't shrink it. It expands it. What a beautiful thing, especially for people listening, if they think, what can I do to help somebody like Johnny? 
you can be there with them. You're giving them courage to go through the hardship that they're facing. And, you know, just hearing you talk, it's no wonder Johnny and Friends has been here for 40 years. And our ministry really is to do what you're doing right now. Our mission is to equip churches to welcome, include, evangelize, and disciple people affected by disability, to be with them. And churches are doing so many great ministries. What would you say is the way that churches can be better at integrating and including members into the body of Christ, regardless of their ability, to be the people that step up and step in? Well, I I, I think of that old acronym, um, WWJD. What would Jesus do in this situation? Exactly. And Crystal, you look through the New Testament, flip through the pages of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Jesus is constantly hanging out with people who have hard problems. You're so right. Disabilities. They're blind. They're struggling with terminal diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. They have psychiatric disorders. Mm-hmm. They, they uh, are full of fear. I mean, when we talk about a ministry to people with disabilities— We've got to break beyond just thinking of the the young man who has cerebral palsy in a wheelchair. Yes, of course, he has a disability, and the church needs to reach out to him. But let's remember the, the women who just got the recent diagnosis of cancer. Absolutely. Or the husband who just survived a stroke. Or perhaps the young businessman who just suffered a heart attack and has residual limitations, physical limitations. Or These the are elderly. all life-changing. They're all life-changing. And so uh, when I look at disability, I think of it in the big, broad picture perspective. That's great. Great to hear. And, and I think that that tears down the walls of fear mm-hmm. and ignorance and misconceptions right. then about disability because we all have disabilities. They come at us in all shapes and varieties and, and sizes. And uh, so let's keep our eyes open for the need mm. and just don't assume that somebody else is going to meet that need. Right. Somebody better prepared, somebody who has a, a, a degree in rehab counseling, right. somebody who's a biblical counselor. No, let's, let's see that we can meet that need. Right. You know, we can make that casserole. We can, uh, quote, babysit that child with a disability while mm-hmm. mom, that special needs mom, goes get her nails done right. or has a Starbucks coffee with a friend. You know, w- we can help clean house if we see a, a family overstressed or overburdened with disability in the family, an accident or an injury. We can be that advocate to sit with that woman who has cancer as she speaks to her oncologist. So there are all kinds of ways we can serve, very creative ways. None of these things require a degree. No. Isn't that encouraging? It is. And I think God likes it that way. Absolutely. You know, His power shows up best in weakness. Yes. And when we come to Him abject, empty, I can't do this, I'm not an expert, I don't know the terminology, I don't, I don't want to embarrass this person or embarrass myself, I don't want to create an awkward situation, so you know what, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit back and stay at an arm's length distance and watch what happens. Right. Oh, that spells death. Yes. To any service opportunity yes. or to any growth in you or that individual who's hurting. So go beyond your fears. Have some courage like we were just talking right. about a moment ago. And you really touch on a key point that, you know, we often wonder, why aren't we doing this more? Why isn't the body of Christ stepping up and stepping in? And I think you really talked about it. It's fear. People feel uncomfortable. And 
I think the name Johnny and Friends speaks of relationship. Start with friendship. Start with hello. Say a greeting. Those kinds of things open the door to true ministry that you're not having to plan or think about, but you're wanting to be with the person. You're wanting to come and be the Lord Jesus to them and with them. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I think another fear is that sometimes we're, we're afraid to get out of our comfort zones. Right. We're afraid that this person might require too much of us, that it might mean we have to sacrifice too much. But that's normal Christian service. It is. That's not extraordinary Christian service. No, sacrificial service is supposed to be normal Christian service. Mm -hmm. So um, feel free to go beyond your comfort zones, pull up the tent pegs of your thinking, die to yourself, as the New Testament is always telling us to do. Die to yourself and start living for God and someone else. It's what love looks like. It really is. Right. Well, and if you're listening today and you're thinking, this is me, I do have fears, I am uncomfortable, I don't know where to start, we have so many great resources now on the Irresistible Church training series, and especially have the booklet Start With Hello, which we touched on a little bit, and I think that's a great place for people to start. Absolutely. People can peruse our website. We've got a brand new looking website. We didn't touch on that, but along with a new icon and a new logo uh, and a new newsletter look. So I invite people, our friends listening, to go on our new website and check out our resources, especially on the Christian Institute on Disability tab and find out about our online Beyond Suffering courses. Great. Come and sign up and serve at a family retreat if you are able-bodied and want to Uh, roll your sleeves up and make a difference. Or if you are a special needs family listening, then come and join a family retreat. Be a part of the experience and get engaged, get networked, get motivated, become a part of the movement, and it'll change your life. Well, that is said so beautifully, and I'm so glad to have this time with you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing honestly about your health challenges, 40 years of ministry, and how we as a church can step up and step in, be a friend to people with disabilities. Absolutely. And Crystal, if you're going to keep doing this kind of thing, I invite our friends listening right now to tell their friends to sign up for this podcast because you're pretty good. Well, that would be great. <laughs> and you cover some good topics as well. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thanks it's always so a pleasure. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Wow, what incredible wisdom from Johnny Erickson Tata. I'm so glad you could join us to hear from Johnny on our first episode of the Johnny and Friends Ministry Podcast. I hope you'll subscribe and listen each week to keep learning how you can welcome, include, and love people with disabilities in your church, your life, and your community. Subscribe at johnnyandfriends.org podcast, where you can also download your copy of the free, simple, and practical resource Johnny talked about today entitled, Start With Hello. At johnnyandfriends.org podcast, you can also find additional resources for including people with disabilities, including our entire Irresistible Church booklet series. And they're all free. I'm your host, Crystal Keating, inviting you to join us again next week for a conversation with two of my dear friends, both wheelchair users who challenge cultural assumptions about having a disability and living a full and happy life. I just love them. You won't want to miss our next episode of the Johnny and Friends Ministry Podcast.